So here we are, man. Great job today. Thank you very that much. Was, that was really strong teaching. It was um, it's a good series, man. Yeah. Why are we having this conversation? It's a great question. It is, isn't it? First reason is because this thing has gone long. It, COVID. If anyone went into this thinking we'd be here at this time, uh, I, I, don't, I don't believe you. Now, so we had a... We had one of those uh, sit-down chats. Okay, this is going to go longer than we want it to as a church and longer than anybody else wants it to here. So that was the first reason. Let's have a longer dialogue about it. Um, mm -hmm. Second was I had a conversation with the 12 stoner. And uh, when I got done with that <laughs> one-hour chat, <laughs> I shared the details with you. I said, this can't be the only person having that conversation. Yeah. So... Let's talk. Let's set it up. Where do we want to go? Let, can, we start, can we start with the conversation? Because I think it was super helpful. Yeah, let's start with the conversation. Uh, I'm going to talk with you and let the cameras figure out their own work. There you go. Okay, let's That's talk. Uh, How did it start? How did well, you get connected? Because a guy named, we'll call him let's Tony. Let's call him Tony. That's yeah, good. Let's call him Tony. So I know everybody's happy at 12 Stone. Everybody loves being Always. a part of this. And everybody loves Travis. And all the emails we get are affirming and encouraging, and this was one of them. So Tony sent uh, uh, an email in, and when we postponed the campuses, mm -hmm. uh, man, he was frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I'll bet a whole bunch of people were. We were frustrated. Mm -hmm. Not clear uh, how the COVID thing is going to shake out. Not clear what's going to happen in the county with schools, but we could see some things were unstable. Uh, not sure yet what we all consider safe. But his email was, we are very disappointed in 12 Stone. We are very disappointed in you and your leadership. And it went on to give a series of um, less than affirming statements. They went on to explain exactly why your leadership was poor. <laughs> Perhaps that's a, a good way to say it. And uh, Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest on this one. I don't read every, I can't read everything that sure. comes in, but this one got passed along. And there was a stirring in my spirit uh, for several days. And I was on my time off, study break. I was mm. working out one morning and I could not shake it. So I went to the email, found the guy's phone number, called him up. Was said, he surprised? Tony? Yeah, freaked him out. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Tony, this is, this is PK 12 Stone. Have, time, time out. Have we ever met? <laughs> How many of us are so brave behind a keyboard, right? And then you actually meet somebody face to face. You're like, oh, it's not. Right? I wasn't ready right? for this. Uh, I don't think he was expecting me to call. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it was kind of fun. In fact, I was even uncomfortable. I, mean, I can make any phone call. But sure. I, I was uncomfortable because I know I'm calling him in the midst of his frustration. Yeah. I said, Tony, I'm literally working out right now, and I could not shake a God lead. Then mm. I needed to call you on your email. Well, you could imagine. He's like, oh, yeah. I mean, it, first of all, if you're going to get a call, let's get a call on all no great doubt. things that have exchanged and mutual <laughs> affirmation and, and encouragement. And I said, tell me what frustrates you. Because mm. I think this COVID thing is producing... Uh, an underlying, I'll just call it the insanity mm -hmm. factor. It is just exhausting us. It's like the f emotional fuel tank is being emptied just by managing the stress, the anxiety, the uncertainty, yes. 
We're holding out for an end date. We're holding out for an end date, and the end date doesn't come. Mm -hmm. And after you've hit one, two, three, four of those gates, you're like, somebody, somebody lead, somebody solve, somebody fix. And uh, I think he and his wife and their family were looking forward to their campus opening. I heard someone say it this way. Usually, healthy adults sit at a two out of ten anxiety, frustration, anger scale. And so you've got a bunch of headroom to, to deal with bad news, something changing, something not going right. And so you get a lot of space before you snap. And it feels, I'll just speak for myself, it feels like everybody, myself included in some ways, I'm sitting at an eight and stuff that, like a two, right. used to be like, I just, I'd absorb it and move on. And suddenly I'm, I literally, Amber had to <laughs> chastise me last week. There was an old guy in a car in front of me at a red light and it turned green and he sat there for like five, six seconds. I just gave him a, a quick yeah, and he sure looked, and, and he, I really did. I was in a good spot. And he looked and raised a, a particular finger and then on purpose crawled the next three miles down the road to like, and he, like my beat put him at a 10. His slow driving put me to 12. And I'm in the car with my kids in the car. I'm like, everything in me wanted to explode. And Amber said, Jason, Jesus loves him. How would you? I'm writing the message I taught today. <laughs> Is this and your I, week of teaching? Oh, yes. It was last week, and I was like, I'm going to lose it. Like, we're all sitting at an 8 out of 10, maybe 9 out of 10. And so I have to imagine for Tony, six months ago, that, that was a 2 it's or a 3. It's so thin. Correct. Right now, it is so thin that anything can crack it. Correct. And I think that was, I think that's true for Tony. I think that's true for a lot of us. I think mm -hmm. that's why we're having the conversation. It's true for you. It's true for me. I just am not going to share any stories. So I'll- <laughs> You're just I'll, perfect. I'll, yeah, I'll let, exactly. I'll let here. But you did take me off when you hit the horn. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a beard. It might have been you. Right? An old man. I, okay. Okay. No comment. Uh, uh, Pierce said, this makes me look older. What do you think? Pierce sitting right uh, here. Pierce's son is What do you think? Smarter. But David said it made me look good, his yes. young son. How old is David? 13, David's so smarter sharp. than his dad, man. He's so sharp. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But his mom is pretty sharp. Yes, thank God. He began to share, Tony. Uh, he got pretty honest pretty fast because you already said it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In the email. Did you just let him sort of dump? I did. And of course, he wasn't prepared. It's not like he was, he was just waiting for me to call. <laughs> I think he was set back a little bit like, sure. wow, we're having a conversation right now. Mm -hmm. But he was able to get honest fast. Mm -hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't going after Tony. Mm -hmm. I think I understood. No doubt. And I wanted to hear what was underneath the surface for him. Mm. And we probably spent an hour on the phone. Wow. And I said, Tony, I just want to hear you. Why you're frustrated, why you're disappointed in our leadership. Let me tell you why we had to postpone campuses. I didn't create COVID. Yeah. I'm as frustrated by COVID as you are. I'm as set back by it as you are. Mm -hmm. I would love to open the campuses myself. It takes thousands of volunteers to open a campus. Yep. Everybody has to be green light, so to speak, <laughs> to open everything. No and there are some red lights and some yellow lights and mm -hmm. some green lights. And there's uncertainty in it for us. So how do we open well? How do we make it possible to serve well? How do we serve the community well? Yeah. And I said, honestly, man, um, if we were going to do this, we would need you to to be serving and you to step up and you to jump in. I said, so why don't you, why don't you come to Central? He said, well, that's, you know, too far a drive. I said, I understand that. But how much longer of a drive is it really? 
Yeah, 10 minutes longer than going to your campus, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe if it's 15 minutes. Sure. I said, but if, if you had to go to a farmer's market and that's where you got food for your kid, wouldn't you make the drive? And so we had that conversation. Uh-huh. By the time we got done, he, he softened. He, he, he said, you know mm. what? I'm not trying to go after the church. Mm. He said, I just think underneath the surface, there is so much frustration. Yes. And I think things broke for him. So I think I vented. I think I reacted fast. I think I just emotionally expressed myself. I, I just, I, well, of course, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're on the phone. Where are we going to go next? Sure. And, and I talked about maybe this is the time, Tony, that God forms something new in you as a spiritual husband, mm-hmm. as a spiritual dad, as a businessman. Maybe this is where you become spiritually self-led. Maybe this is where you figure some things out at the next level. Mm -hmm. First of all, if you know that online doesn't work for you like it used to, and Jason, it didn't. He got pretty honest. Online wasn't serving me like it, so I was waiting for campus. I said, all right, campus is going to come, but maybe it's a few weeks before we get to campus. Mm -hmm. Make the effort to Central. Go Mm -hmm. get some of your fellow folks at the campus and get them to come with you and hang out. Go, let's go rebuild this thing. If, if hundreds of you are coming to central, it's easier to open your campus. Correct. Why don't you be part of the solution? Don't be part of the promise, not convenience. This is a church. We're family. Let's have a little family chat together. And we did, we went for it. I said, if you had to drive a little bit further to get groceries for your kids, wouldn't you do it? He said, you know, I would, he would, he was so gracious, so responsive, Mm -hmm. so immediately attentive to the things that apparently God had already put in him. But when it, you know, when you're at an eight or nine, you crack, Everything's you snap. A 10. Yep. Um, so I, I was really proud of how quickly his heart was there. If I remember right, when you walked me through the conversation, after you sort of listened and let him just get some stuff off his chest, his frustration, you asked him a question, something like, you're not, you're not doing well personally right now, are you? There's something under the surface. Yeah, I know you have permission to talk about you talk to this. Person I have I have all Tony. of Tony's permission to have okay. this conversation. I'm not using his real name. I'm not sharing his campus. Great. I'm so I can give, ask this question. I'm not now. giving the I'm not giving the family details. And uh, he, he was he got soft pretty quick. He was pretty he? honest about the anger mm. that sits right underneath the surface. And I said, Tony, if you don't learn how to feed yourself differently. Mm. You know, tell me tell me what you're how you're doing. Getting in the Bible, tell me mm-hmm. prayer life, tell me how you're connected in community because this social distancing, this separation from the church stuff is, is undoing you. Mm-hmm. So if you need to get back to church alive, start coming to Central, which by the way, he did. He said, all right, I'm in. I'm going to start coming. <laughs> so he's already started coming to Central. He said, I'm going to help build it. I said, let me encourage you to do something. Let me encourage you to get in the book of Ephesians. I said, I've been studying Ephesians during the summer. Read six chapters, one chapter every day, Monday through Saturday. Read a chapter a day. Then do it again. Every Monday, read chapter one. Every Tuesday, read yep. chapter two. Go do it for a whole month. Why? Begin to feed your soul. Begin to soak. Begin to get in God's word. Probably in September, we're going to launch a series. And I said, I'm going to talk about what's over your head. And that's what Ephesians talk about, the things of God that are over your head, yep. sovereignly that you can't control. There are things under the surface like anger. Yep. And there are the things you're responsible to control, and you've got to be able to control those. And then there are things that are on the line. And the size of the kingdom of God that's on the line, you've got to reform in your own soul, kind of soak in God's word mm-hmm. a little more deeply. What does it mean to be a, a husband, a dad, uh, uh, a part of the kingdom, who has a, a sense of a, the size yep. in business, 
of what's over your head that's only God's. And so you can't control. You got to surrender to sovereignty. That's not surrender to fate. That's surrender to sovereignty. Yeah. You got to control the things that you can control. And right now, we are not in control. And here, here's, here's where our conversation is why it took so long. I love this part. Yeah. He said, Tony, we're used to controlling big things. Mm-hmm. And in business, those things are being taken from you. The dreams and family, the size of what you saw ahead this year, the things you're used to controlling that are bigger have been pulled from you. And when big things that you're used to controlling have been pulled from you, you start controlling smaller things. You're losing control and you try and grab control (laughs) of smaller things. Listen, many of us are trying to control our spouse, control our kids, control other people. We're honking horns in front of people who don't leave fast enough from a green light. Nobody would do that because we're trying to control small things because we've lost control of the big things and we're all losing control. Mm -hmm. It's just so thin underneath the crust. Mm -hmm. So I prayed with him, but I said, I'm not going to pray for you unless you commit. You know, get back to the things of God. Get, uh-huh. get back to worshiping. If, if you're green light, if you're not, go do 12 Stone Home. We'll talk about that. Yep. Um, so anyhow, that, it, was a, it was a great conversation, Jason. I think more people are feeling anger under the surface, are feeling almost an insanity, an instability. They can't, they can't get control. They can't get a handle. And what are we doing to help them? And how does the decisions we're making in this season, which feels like, man, you've cost us our campus. You've cost us, you know, we can't do children's ministry. School is pushed back. We're going to go crazy at home. So those are all the conversations we thought, well, let's get into that stuff. Yeah. I think Tony's story is probably thousands of people's story. Most people's story. Pick a different scenario. Pick a yep. different age group. Yep. You have kids. Yep. You don't have kids. You, everybody feels like they're on the verge of going insane right now. And I think his email was the equivalent of beeping the horn. All respect. I know you gave <laughs> Why did I share that story? Because you're going to hear it again I will again never again. be authentic again. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you will. Now, you might not be capable of it, but that's beside the point. Uh, no doubt. And you, you see people's flags go up. I've yes. got neighbors that, like, I got a neighbor that is so controlling of his yard right now. And when you told me that, like he always kept his yard okay, yeah. but he's out there like with tweezers pulling weeds at this point. And I'm going... When you mentioned the control thing, I went, we're all doing that somewhere. I'm watching myself with my kids. And after you brought that conversation, I went and I I looked at like looked in the mirror of my parenting and went, my kids aren't being worse. I'm just being more controlling. Wait, I I just raised the bar of expectation because that's the only thing I have left to control. Like we, we made if the if the church only knew how many decisions we've made and worked for two to three weeks on staff running, sweating. This is going to serve our church so well, only to have a governor's decision change oh, yeah. or oh, yeah. a COVID spike. Gas all over, burnt, done, and start over. Literally like that came to nothing. take this brilliant idea and go throw it in the dumpster and start. How many meetings I said, all right, guys, all that's trash now. Yeah. I'm and exhausted. we're starting over. I'm exhausted. No doubt. Like by the time I was done with Tony, we were commiserating. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm with you. I'm frustrated. This I'm is the ticked. worst. I'm like, I agree. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you be pastored. What is your job again? <laughs> Let me I'll take, take your, your job. job. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I got done and I gave myself, even from that phone call, I said, I have to do a better job surrendering control to the sovereignty of God. Yes. My father, not fate. This My is you father. talking. This is Kevin. me. Yeah. I mean, I got done with that call. And I, you know how you are in a conversation and you say something to somebody you should be doing? <laughs> this morning, I got, yes. I, I got done with Tony and I said, I have to do a better job 
surrendering what I can't control, even here, to my heavenly Father. And I just, that's different from fate. I'm not fate, just let it go. I don't care. And I got to do a better job controlling what I can control. There are things I can control. Correct. Self-discipline, self-leadership matters in this season. I should exercise it at a higher level. Mm. And then I have to stop trying to control people. Because when stop. I'm not I, in I need you to say all three of those things again. And for our 12-stone family, you might want to jot this down, text it to yourself. What was the first one? I, I have to do a better job surrendering to God's control. I, I, yes. I, and that's not fatalism. I think people give up and then they say, oh, I don't care. Let it go. That's not what I mean. Mm. I mean, you prayerfully surrender it to the sovereignty of God. Actively, my heavenly daily. father, nothing can thwart the will of God and his purpose. Yep. Not COVID. So whether God's allowing this or authoring this, I don't know. Correct. But I know God's accomplishing his purpose. And even if I can't see it, it's always right. We sing that from scripture. Don't say it that way. We can't see it. Okay. Not even if yeah. we can't. He's, we cannot he's still see working. It. Correct. So my prayer life in the morning is a practice of surrendering what I cannot control. Can you, can you give us 30 seconds of more detail of that? Oh, absolutely. This is an example of it. This, there are so many people that are frustrated by what we're not doing. Or the way we do it. And there are, we do something that seems to be green light and the, the red lights, we're a traffic light church and they're, they're frustrated. Or we do something that looks like red light and the green lights are frustrated. I, I, am, I am successfully disappointing more people in my leadership than ever have in the history of my life. And I'm doing it on a high pace. Yeah. I'm like, what is the, what is the point here? And, and I can't explain myself. I can't, I can't call everybody up. Hey, let's have an hour conversation. And so I have to surrender that. And say, Lord, you, you are sovereignly doing more than I know. Mm. You know, I can't control what happens in my son's senior year. But this is not how I imagined Jaden's senior year. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's over my head. I, I, have, I have financial goals that are gone. I mean, they're just gone. Okay, I don't even know. Yeah. You hit my age, which you have. You, you got time. You hit my age. You have a different conversation. I'm like the old man in the car. <laughs> I mean, you're beeping. I'm busy. All right. Ordering your Metamucil L online. Listen, and everybody's at a different stage. I was, when I was on the phone with Tony, he's, he's maybe a couple decades my junior. Mm -hmm. But he's got plans and visions and dreams for his kids. And those are uncertain right now. Yeah. Well, he can't control them, and neither can we. He can't dump that on the church. What's the church going to start doing to help me get certainty? No, no, there is no certainty. God is certain. Yes. So if you don't live surrendered to the certainty of God and his sovereignty, this is going to undo you. You'll go insane. I've talked to several business owners that feel similar to where you're sitting, where customers come in and they're red lights and they're going, how could this, you're not doing this, 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 yes. this. People come in, their green lights going, you wuss, how come, you, how yes. come you're not doing this? Yes. And, they're, and they're being undone by it. They go home and then they dump on their spouse because yes. all these people dumped on them and they had to smile because the customer's always right. And then they're hard on their kids. And they're, I, what you said about how you start the day, I think that's gold for anybody that's having to carry that, whether you own the it's business. It's never or once. You, <laughs> correct. I start correct. that in the morning and, and then that's all repeated. But that's the, how else do you carry this except to say, God, I have to surrender to your sovereignty, who you are is God. This is a dangerous season to be distant from God. Whew. Alan, get that in the, you, in the chat you, again. You need to be so intimately surrendered to his sovereignty that the peace of God can abide with you. 
because it's not abiding anywhere else. And you don't have yes. it on your own. And even if you're at a level eight and you only got, you know, two numbers left to crack, <laughs> uh-huh. the peace of God can keep you from blowing up even at an eight. Mm. So I find that if I'm not surrendered to his control, I'm going to try and control other people. I'm, just, exactly. I'm going to. It's, 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 it's what rises up in me. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the first like, practice when I got done with Tony. Yeah. Like, like self-teaching, you know what I mean? When you talk to people and pretty soon you walk away, hey, I said better stuff than I live. <laughs> <laughs> I should try that I should myself. do that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so that was, you know, lived. And then I have to control the things I can. Jason, we start treating some things we can control as if we don't have control. Like, I have control over discipline. Mm-hmm. What I eat, what I don't eat. If I work out, if I don't work out. If I get in God's word, or if I don't. If I drive to central campus, or if I don't. Mm-hmm. If I treat someone with grace, or if I don't. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm sloppy with my time, or I'm not. Listen, right now, self-leadership will triumph. Correct. The, the people who will be ahead in three, four, five, six, seven months in business, in marriage, in family, in school, faith. in faith, anywhere mm-hmm. in life are going to be the people who say, I can't control this. I'll leave that with God, but I can control this. I'm going to take responsibility for it. I talked to a college student a couple weeks ago in the midst of this, and, and he was living in a cycle of uh, lack of self-control, wake up the next morning, regret, all day long saying, I don't want to do that again. He beats himself up long enough all day that he goes and escapes into Netflix until 2 a.m., wakes up for work the next morning, exhausted and full of regret, beats himself up all day. And so he, and he lives in this emotional escape cycle. And that's the, that's the conversation, yes. dude. You can't control where the government or the, the economy is or what the schools are going to do, but you can control that. You can control what you do with your time for the most part. And because I can't <clears throat> control everything, doesn't mean I can't control anything. Correct. I, I can put structure to my day that attaches to my purpose and keep meaning in what I do and force myself to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm better off every day that I do that. So there are things that I can take and then I have to quit. I, I have to quit controlling people. Correct. I can't, I can't control. I, I've had a few road experiences I won't share that are not unlike yours and other people responding in crazy ways. And I'm, wow. I get, and I've had moments with Marsha and we, we've got 38 years together this week. 38 wow. years, bro. Congrats. And this week? This, it'll be this week. 38 years. Don't forget flowers. And I have moments in this COVID where I'm, I'm just snapping internally. Yep. She, she doesn't know it. She, it's certainly happening to her more than me because I'm more difficult to live with. But, and I have to say to myself, you do not control your wife. Do not. This is such a small thing. Yep. Who cares? Listen, when you go to bed tonight and get up in the morning, you will not care about this. Treat it like it's small now. Yep. Because when you treat something small big, later the cost is so undoing. And you have to apologize. I'm, I'm tired of apologizing. So in other words, so I just, you know, quit trying to control people. The, that came out of my conversation with Tony that was probably more helpful to me. I don't even know if Tony got, Tony will probably listen to this conversation and say, he never said it. That way you're right, Tony. Sorry, bro. God I mean, was talking I, to that you. Came, yeah, I got that out of the dialogue. Anyhow, I think these 
are the dispositional things that the Spirit of God would form in his people if we would tend to him. Mm. And then I think there's a whole segment of what we can do as a church. And we've been in these conversations. Let's turn to that. Things that we're yeah. trying to do as a church that I think help people yeah. restore their life, restore their soul, restore their sanity. Let's talk about those. Absolutely. And I think, I think we can be very helpful to people once they realize, I have to control what I can control. And now your church family can be an awesome partner in this. Because we, like you said, we can't fix COVID. We right. can't open your schools back up. We can't fix the economy. But we have been working and digging and climbing in saying, where are our people living right now? Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I just have to look in the mirror. Because yeah. when, when the call came in for schools closing and that, and my wife's friends are on the text thread, you only have one kid and he's a senior and he's smart. You don't have to worry about all the elementary stuff. Sorry, uh, beep. <laughs> anyway, you don't have to worry about all that. Uh, but there are parents who, man, that hit. And I'm watching the humanity of, of this season. And so I, I think we're, we're all collectively asking some questions. And so let's, let's ask some of the questions that, that we're all asking. Yes. And then let's, 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 let's jump into that. I, I want to start with Tony's question, mm -hmm. where he, he started to admit my... My spiritual life is drifting. Yeah. I feel distant from God. Yeah. And online church is not working for me. Just me yeah. sitting with a laptop in front of me and watching church is not feeding the thing in me that I know needs fed. And he's living in this cycle of, then he's getting frustrated with himself because it's not working. And Let's talk about that because there's some really practical things we can invite people into. And, it's, it's, and, I, and I said, Tony, take responsibility. You go after that. And if you need 12 Stone Live, we are uniquely positioned. We've Correct. opened. Central Campus is open, and it's central for a Correct. reason. You can get there. And so if you need that, man, show up. Let Correct. God form of refreshing faith in you and connect. But 12 Stone Home, no oh, doubt. my gracious. The season of time where the church can be collectively a part of something unified together, mm -hmm. one church, and many locations includes many. your home. Correct. And you and I talked, we talked about the whole staff, we talked about the lanes. Talk about the lanes, like three lanes yeah. that, that, that can be expressed. 12 Stone Home looks one of three ways, and there's probably more, candidly, yep. as God continues to, to, uh, to help us evolve this thing. The first lane is, is more of what David Grant's doing, yep. which uh, he's sort of our pastor of, of 12 Stone uh, Home. And David has neighbors that are, exploring faith, uh, de-churched, unchurched, don't know what they believe about Jesus, and they would never drive to a church. Or very rarely would they like, right. I'm going to go to a church. Yep. But they love David. David made a relationship with them in the restaurants and the, and the, 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 the nightlife of where he lives. And so it's, it's natural to say, dude, just come to my house. Let's worship together. Yeah, let's, they, play, let's, they, they watch online church correct. together. They do it but in, they do it in the living room. And there's like a dozen of them in the house, yep. and they worship together. And David takes time to like explain why we sing and he does a great job. Uh, they eat a meal together while they're doing that. They sit through the teaching and then David just, so man, what did you learn? What do you think's true about God that you didn't know before? What are the things that God's messing with you? That's sort of one lane. Yep. The second lane are people that you're going to get into 12 stone home and there's most likely other believers, other people from the church, your friends, your neighbors that you already know. And a lot of you, if not most, you already know Jesus. And you go, this, this really works. Like I love the vibe of being a part of a, of a big church, but it's expressed. Yeah. We worship together in a living room. I think this could be the future of church for me. Like, I love this. And then there's a third group who, you're, who are probably closer to where Tony's at, saying, 
man, the online me watching by myself is not church to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I'm not quite ready to come back to a building. Maybe, maybe you're a yellow or a red, but I need something. Yeah. Get into 12 stone home. You can text home to three, seven, seven, four, eight. We'll help you find it. There's over 50 that we know of already gathering. Yeah, we will talk about a couple more. weeks. Right? Correct. It's, it's, and it's growing. Yes. And that, that may be just a bridge. Correct. Maybe you're, they're listening right now and, and they're saying, well, I'm not sure I would do that permanently. Well, you don't have to go experience it. Correct. But what it does is it engages you in worship, but it engages you in community. Bingo. And, and that's what's missing with online. Correct. And so right now in the season of the church, we have the opportunity to give people an experience of any, if you will, any option Mm-hmm. Unlike just about any other church in the country, we are just uniquely positioned. Okay, but yep. if you're spiritually distant, let's talk about the whole, what we hope Tony and others do, because we're, mm-hmm. we're, it's back to school, and we did it in January, a, a prayer gathering for the church, and there was a sense that this back to school and this COVID stuff, let's talk about our invitation to jump in prayer and this yeah. whole back to, to school season. Uh, people remember, I'm sure, January, uh, 21 days of prayer, where we met um, at the central campus in person if you wanted to at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday and then Saturday at 8 a.m. with our standard prayer time that everyone's always invited to. Um, and we did that for 21 days. And we just started talking uh, as we watch people's spiritual roots sort of get unearthed and get shaken. We felt like it would honor God and be helpful for us if we sort of put a stake in the ground and said, we're going to reform some spiritual rhythms and habits, and honestly, appetites. Like, God, I want, I want more of you. And I don't know about you, but when, when something costs me something, mm-hmm. I value it more. And I, in a lot of ways, I think that's where a lot of us sit spiritually, where it costs you something to wake your butt up at 5 a.m. to get right? showered and dressed and get ready for work, and then either A, jump online and stream prayer at 6 a.m., or to drive to Central Campus and be here but we think God wants to reset something in the life of our church. And we say we're rooted in prayer all the time. That's not just like a, yeah, it's we're rooted in prayer. That's, yeah. that's, that's clever. No, that's the soul of this church. And it's the soul of any believer. And so starting Monday, August, let me make sure I get it right. Yep. Monday, August 10th, yep. which is next Monday, we're doing seven days of prayer together as a church, 6 a.m. Monday through Friday that week, 8 a.m. on Saturday. And you're welcome to come to Central You're welcome to watch it live at 6 a.m., whether you're driving into work or in your kitchen or any other time during the day. But we want to see thousands of people sort of re-sink their roots back into prayer. Because honestly, to your point, how in the world do we stay sane in this if we we can't bow to the sovereignty of God in the places we need to? And so we're sort of ringing the alarm saying we're, we're going back for seven days of prayer and fasting, and we'll talk more about what that looks like. But that's next, uh, next Monday through next Saturday. Uh, we're going to be rooted in prayer, man. We're going back after seven days of prayer. And it doesn't help if we say we're rooted in prayer if you're not. It doesn't matter if you're rooted in prayer if I'm not. If you have a great prayer life, you're staying connected to God, and you're not distant from God for this season, Jason, but I am, mm-hmm. well, then, then I'm losing. You're, you're being rooted in prayer does not transform me unless I join in, in pursuing and God. you should do that. <laughs> yeah, you just keep honking the horn. Yeah, Honk. rooted in prayer guys yeah. are always honking the yeah. horn. So put that, now, I want to make it practical. Get your cell phone out right now. Like if you're at home watching, whether you're watching live with us, nope. like get your calendar out, 
This is what it means to have self-discipline. Yes. Get your calendar out. Put it in your calendar. If you, if you can get up at 6, put it Monday through Friday next week and 8 a.m. on Saturday. Put it in your calendar. Set yourself an alarm. You're going to wake up in a week and go, oh, man, I want to do that prayer thing. And you're going to miss it. Put it in your phone. Get it on your calendar or you'll never make space for it. I found that if I make space for it, I always have space for what I want to do. When I don't make space, I never have space for it. And it was 21 days in January. It's just going to be seven days. There's some reasons for that. But yep. we're also going to encourage fasting with it. And we'll talk about that and put some detail with it. Correct. Okay. So Correct. we're trying to help people restore uh, life, restore uh, their soul, restore yep. sanity. Let's do marriage. Uh, those are a couple of things. Let's talk about some other things we're doing. Marriage, Let's talk re-engage. About marriage. Uh, yeah. One of the things, again, one of the questions I think people are asking is, my marriage was always good. And now, again, I, I'm living at that 8 out of 10. And I feel like we're at each other's throats, and I need help. Well, if you remember, part of Vision 2021 was re-engage. And not just doing it at Central, but doing it everywhere. And seeing thousands of people go through. And again, we have incredible stories of re-engage. But what we're doing, and if you don't know what re-engage is, re-engage is like a 26-week gospel-centered marriage small group environment where you walk through, and what God does is he helps you see yourself through the lens of the God. Honestly, it's the message this morning. You, mm-hmm. you start to, instead of measuring your wife's or your husband's sin at this, you measure mm-hmm. your sin at this, and mm-hmm. you start with, I need grace. It's a beautiful program. Um, we've taken a time out because of COVID, and we've not been doing it because we got to figure all that out. Well, we're done, and we're going we're gonna to move forward. Uh, registration for re-engage across all the campuses, all eight of them, starts, you can register on August 16th, and re-engage starts at all the campuses September 13th. So you'll go from September into the early spring if you get in on this first one. There's going to be child care. There's going to be online options because some people still are red lights. And we've got some video, uh, like Zoom sort of option stuff you can do online uh, with your spouse right from your house. But the people who are ready can come to the campuses and do that. And we think uh, re-engage was really needed six months ago. We think re-engage is like the ambulance right now. Because if you look, divorce rates are going through the roof uh, people aren't officially divorced, but they're divorced in their heart right There's, now. They're not only distant from God, they're distant from each other. Correct. And, and you, this is a timeout. So if, I'll, let me talk to you who are listening. You know what's going on in your mind, in your soul, in your heart, and what you're not saying to your spouse. You know the distance that is increasing. Yeah. And... The time out, let me talk to men. Men, it takes incredible courage to simply say to your wife, I think we need to refresh our marriage. Mm. I think we need to bring our marriage before God and acknowledge this is for him. And uh, we've got some issues. Or it's obvious we're so distant we need help. I don't care how broken it is. It will take courage at any level to bring that before your spouse and say, can we go do this? Don't leave it. For the wives, I know I'm not saying it has to just be men. Just I'm encouraging you men. It is no small thing that you would step up, sign up and say, let's go do this. So so we can't we can't we can't solve your marriage stuff, but God can. But we can open up this door as a church and serve you so incredibly well. Yeah. And this this is that has nothing to do with campuses opening in terms of weekend service. Correct. We're making this happen regardless. And campus pastors are right now working on multiple connection events to happen throughout the fall at campuses where we can gather and be a little bit safer with it. But we know people feel isolated. They feel like 
I'm on an island, so we're working on a bunch of different connection events, too, that, that your campus pastors will be reaching out to you and helping you know. Each campus is a little bit different. They have different opportunities, different options, but re-engage will be at campuses starting yeah. in September. We know stuff dries up in your soul when you're relationally disconnected. Right. We weren't meant to spend this much time with our families. God help us. <laughs> no comment. I love you, Amber, and I love every moment with okay. you. Okay, so let's talk about parents who are feeling this pressure. What are some of the things we're talking about or working on? Families, kids, yeah, let's, moving let's, forward. Here's the, here's the bait for half the people on the, the chat tonight. When does children's ministry open up? There you go. Uh, we're looking at January 2023. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's hopefully, God, let that be a joke, please. Uh, here's what we're looking at for, for children's ministry. You know, we've, we've been following the CDC guidelines closely, looking at the governor's orders closely. We've been talking internally because we, we, don't, we don't take safety uh, at, at lightly either. It's our kids. It, it's, literally, it's my kids. It used to be your kids back in the day. It's my kids it's right my now. my grandchildren, if oh, you don't mind. Oh, that's true. Okay. That right. beard looks great on you, man. It does, it does doesn't it? So here's the deal. Uh, mark your calendars. Here's the dates. Starting on August 16th, August 16th, that's two weeks from today, we are opening up children's ministry for nursery through five years old. So we're going to do a couple weeks of just nursery through five years old. Then on August 30th, we're opening up all of children's ministry all the way through elementary so I know some parents are going, thank you, Jesus. Let me just, let me make a sidebar. It feels counterintuitive that Gwinnett County has decided not to have school and we're opening children's ministry right alongside it. The conviction I have in my soul, we have in our soul, our staff has in their soul is kids need this now more than ever. Mm -hmm. They're getting locked up in their house, stuck on a screen, not connecting with anybody else no other voices pouring into them spiritually except mom and dad. And mom and dad are already sitting at an eight and they're just like, just, I don't know how to do common core math. Just get it done and, and be done with this. And we, we think the church has a responsibility that we need to figure out how to serve kids well. And we've got, we're doing all the stuff. Like even in, <clears throat> in the younger kids, we're taking the toys and each kid gets only their toys. And we clean them in between services and we blah, blah, blah. Like we're going above and beyond to keep this as safe as it might be safer here than in their house. Anyway, so we're, we're jumping in, <clears throat> man, August 16th is birth through five years old. August 30th starts, uh, elementary and you have to sign up. Like you have to go online and sign up. And if we're starting with just nine o'clock, once the kids fill in nine o'clock, we'll open up 11 o'clock. We'll fill that up. And like you've said a hundred times, we'll keep adding services as people need them to come. And so we're starting children's ministry live in person can I get an amen from some of the moms? You're out going there? to get some amens from some, and let me equally say this. You decide if it's safe for your Correct. kids. We're not making that decision. When I say we're not making that decision, people who are willing to volunteer, safe to volunteer, healthy to volunteer, yep. as well as you who would be happy to bring your kids and have them involved, then we are a traffic light church. And we're going to serve those who feel like this is more important mm -hmm. and this is safe and they're green light. They've done research themselves. We've they have done research. conditions or anything We, we like get that. all that kind of, okay, we get it. And if you think it's unsafe, not healthy, doesn't serve your kids well, don't sign them up. Don't involve them. Yep. We're going to be, we're going to pretty. And okay. we're still going to do all the online digital stuff for them during. So yes. None of that's going away. Don't hear that. But we are opening up for those who are ready. Yep. And then we have student ministry as well, a parallel to that, starting on August 12th, uh, H12 which is uh, our high school ministry on Wednesday, August 12th, they're starting watch parties, which means this. 
we're putting together, think about it like this, everything we do on a Sunday morning, we're doing for student ministry as well. It's just Wednesday nights at seven o'clock for high school, Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. for middle school, and we're encouraging people to do watch parties where your kid's small group leader is gonna host a watch party, maybe in their backyard. They might have a pool and they go to the backyard and they watch service, they worship together, there's games involved in it, there's a teaching, and then they gather as a small group afterwards. Uh, some, some of the groups are in someone's living room or their basement, they have a home theater in the basement and they'll gather there. We just, in our soul level, stu- like you said, this is Jaden's senior year. This yeah. is not what he dreamed of. Yeah. We, we want to at least create an opportunity for him to get back with his boys in his small group yeah. and be able to worship together, but worship in community. And, and, and again, go to the website, 12 There's a video there from Blake, who's our, over our student ministry. There's way more info. Uh, you should have heard already. If not, you'll hear from your campus student pastors. We are excited about actually getting these students back together to worship together, to have fun together, to sit inside of a teaching, and then to do what you're supposed to do. Discuss what God's teaching you. Be accountable to somebody. Open up your world to somebody. So we're sort of putting the gas pedal down for children's and for students uh, right now in August. And really for students, that's a whole lot of the, the, the values of 12 Stone Home. Correct. Transferred into the experience appropriate to, to students mm-hmm. at a level that's, if you will, recognize CDC and safe and all the things that go with that. Yep. Uh, so really, really good decisions. Correct. All right, what else? Anything else we're going after? I want to go church? one more thing. I know people are like starting to yawn at uh, yeah. seven o'clock tonight on a Sunday night. Um, we sort of hit this, but I want to hit it again. Um, there are parents saying, I was not planning on being my kid's teacher yep. uh, and digitally teaching. And we joke and we smile about the text message thread and everyone just cracking in that moment, but it's a thing. And one of my friends showed me the Gwinnett count, uh, schedule for school, mm-hmm. and it is rigorous. It's yeah. daunting, uh, and I don't have to do it. That would be my, my wife's covering that. I go to work, and I, I look at that and go, "Woo, that is just a lot. So I want us to talk about a couple things that we're, we're percolating right now, because, yeah. again, this just the announcement came down, what, last right, week? Right, we're a couple weeks into this. Correct. We, so, but we're, we're building. We're running as fast as we know how to run. First of all, let me just, can I, you want me to tell the number? You want to tell the number? We get to celebrate because it was awesome. 12 Stone, you showed up. You showed out like you always do. And we collected uh, 1,096 computers, tablets, laptops. Incredible. Come on. Come Incredible. on, church. Would, and that's in just in the, those four, four hours. hours. Like, we don't get to do the everywhere and weeks. And Correct. really mind-blowing. That's a, and you said it this, this morning. That's 1,100 real, like, the people, yeah. breathing yeah. students that did not. And they're sitting there right now going, I don't how know how do I do. do school? Right. And like someone's individual laptop is going to get delivered to some kid who's going to be able to do school. And that's just incredible. That's a beautiful thing. So we get to be a part of that. We're, we're not, that's, not, that's not about us anymore. It's about the community. <clears throat> the second thing, we are playing around with figuring out how to do date nights. And Kevin, you talk about this. You do date night every week with Marsha. And that sort of sits at the core of what makes your marriage work. Even when you're in an eight out of a 10, you got to have that, that connect. And so we're trying to figure out what it looks like for us to open up our buildings, uh, for Pastor David to help uh, 12 Stone Home sort of start to switch off nights so we can give each other date nights because you cannot survive this season Mm -hmm. at an eight, running, running, running. You're always on, you're always on, you're always on and never have that breath to just go, we're sitting at, I don't even care, we're sitting at Olive Garden 
and just get the soup and salad and move on with life. But I just need you to don't like, even have to talk. To correct. Me. <laughs> like you're just. Can we just be human? I need you to be wife and not mom. You know, that, right, for me, like right. I, I need that. I just need the kids not to be pulling on us. I just correct. need an agenda other than the kids and the Give details. Give me a minute. Just you and for me. us. So we're working on uh, what that's going to look like, and we're figuring out how to get childcare so you guys can literally drop your kids off. Uh, free of charge. This is what church family would do. And so you're going to hear more information about that. The second thing we're working on is, this sounds so funny to say, is 12 stone recess. <laughs> and so we're trying to figure out, actually we had it all laid out, but back to like, right. here's all of our plans, right. light them on fire. Uh, we, had, we, were, we had already contacted like 12, 15 different uh, parks here in Greater Gwinnett, Barrow, Jackson Hall, and we had reserved the pavilions on yes. Tuesdays and Thursdays. This is going to be awesome. It was perfect. <laughs> and we were going to invite... Uh, parents that were at home teaching their kids to like get out of the house for 90 minutes on Tuesday and Thursday, bring your kids, bring a lunch, sit at the table, eat lunch together, send your kids off to the slides and then like just connect and commiserate. Like this is the worst, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm not alone. Like isn't empathy and commiserating even yes. emotionally releasing? It, it, that you feel itself. human again. Yes. And so we had it all set up. We were ready to rock and roll. And then we saw Gwinnett's schedule for the day and it turns out the kids have like 13 seconds to eat lunch and they're back in class right. again. So we're reevaluating how that looks, but we're, we're leaning towards like after school on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we will let you know what parks we're, we're renting out and you guys can come and, and again, just feel human. Just feel like you're not just a homeschool machine that just has to keep fighting through school. There's someone else who can go, I know what you're going through. You know what I'm going through. You might have a moment to grab a, a fellow mom and just pray for them. Like this has been a tough week. Yeah, this has been more than just tough. Let me pray for you. And you get to go home going, I have a family. It's not just me locked up. So we're working on all those things. You're going to hear a bunch more about that. There's a bunch more stuff, but we don't, we don't need to go through the list. Go to 12 There's a bunch of stuff on there. And we just want you to know your church family. Like, like we, we pray for you daily. Tell them. You tell them. Yeah, we pray for you daily. It's, we, this is unprecedented, mm-hmm. and I want precedented yes. badly. Yes. But we don't know. We don't if we, could, if we could control this, we would. We'd just touch the, the fix-it button, and we'd fix it. But we don't know how. But we know this, that God's in control, yep. and that you're a part of a church family. And whether you're red light and you're not ready to come back to a building, there's options all throughout this. You're a yellow light, and some things are good. There's options. You're a green light, and you're like, let's all, let's all go to a football game. Great. But, but we have options for everybody. And, and, and here's the deal. If you don't know where to step next, you're going, that's a lot of stuff. Email your campus pastor. That's why they're there. Like, they want to help you figure out what's the next thing for you. How can we help you take your next step? And all of this we're doing is, is for you because we know this is unprecedented yep. and we want you to help get rooted and connected and, and not feel like you're isolated in this whole thing. And you're not unless you choose to be, honestly. Mm. I mean, if you choose to be. Correct. But one of the conversations I had with Tony is why turn on the people who love you? Mm. Man, I've been your pastor for I think it's been eight years, nine years or something. Mm-hmm. Man, bro, I, I love you. I care about you. I, I'm many years ahead of you, but everybody deals with pressure. And while we can't resolve the pressure, we can help you walk intimately with God. And he yep. solves pressure. Yep. And he helps you navigate it. And he's forming new things in you. So mm-hmm. I prayed with him. And I want to do that. Please. So let me pray with you. We'll be done. Father, there are people just like Tony right now. 
My heart went out to Tony. He has worked so hard for so many years. And he's been walking with you. And things are breaking down in career that are out of his control. And I prayed over him. I want to pray for others right now who are saying, dear God, I don't, I don't know where this turns. This is going too long. Um, I'm frustrated by the politics. I'm frustrated by the economics. I'm frustrated by the uncertainty. I, I'm, I'm frustrated by where I have no control. God, I, I, I prayed over Tony. I'm going to pray over every man, woman who would receive this prayer, over every single mom, uh, over, over every family where, where, where both work outside of the home or how, however the framework, all who have need of this prayer, people who are uh, unemployed, underemployed, and they're saying, gracious God, you're my provider. Would you cover me? God, would you, would you cover them? Would you grant a nearness right now and a reminder that you are sovereignly in control, that nothing has thwarted your plan, that you are not surprised by this, undone by this. God, may what is true about you as almighty become more true in the heart of every one of your sons and daughters who trust you. I want my son Jaden to relax and not carry worry because I'm his dad. He's not supposed to carry the worry of providing in the family that's on me. And then, Father, I need the same from you. I'm your son. I need to turn to you and say, now, hang on, God, by the way, I can't do it either. I can't do it either. What I need Jaden to do with me, I need to do with you. Father, would you do this over every man, woman, couple, single who would receive this? Lord, I pray over their marriages as I prayed over Tony's. Oh, gracious God, would you take what was um, so easy to remain strong when everything was normal and what gets unraveled and under pressure and just in a moment breaks through? God, would you take what sits uh, as anger underneath the surface and it's so close, it's like we're angry all the time. Sometimes, Lord, I feel like Hulk. I'm just angry all the time and just something's going to trigger it and I'm, I'm just going to go green and angry. I don't think... Tony's alone. I don't think I'm alone. I don't think Jason's alone. I think we all get it. God, would you help us as a church come so under your Holy Spirit, so dependent on you, so connected in the vine? Would, would you pour out on us when we gather together and begin to pray uh, more regularly, even this next season, as we get in your word, as we, as we, as we talk about can't, can't stop? hope and love and truth as, as we dive into Ephesians. God, would you, would you so pour into us that the peace of Christ reigns in us and rules over us and we live like no one else on earth? God, would you restore what seems to be insanity? God, would you refresh our soul? And God, would you, would you help give us the discipline where we can control? The surrender to you where we cannot. And the love of people where we no longer seek to control them. And would you make this a Jonah kind of season where we watch revival unfold for the sake of your kingdom and the lives of more than we ever could have imagined. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you, church. Thanks for hanging out for however long we did this. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. Well, it was fun.